This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, and welcome to another episode of BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz. And our show is brought to you by the fine folks at Capital Plus. They uh, remove the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. All right, so you know I always strive to bring you guys different uh, different topics, different types of speakers, things like that. And uh, I know you're going to love the, the guest we have this week and because he has got a, an amazing history. Um, and so our guest this week is Mr. Chris Harris, who's author of a book called I Go Through, which is uh, – I definitely recommend. I've, I haven't read the entire thing, but I have uh, read different parts of it, and I've skimmed through it. It's a really, really good book. You can find uh, Kindle, Audible version, obviously paperback version out on Amazon. Again, I Go Through by Chris Harris. So without further ado, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, no. Look, um, I'll admit, Misty, uh, my assistant, you know, she's always combing around looking for interesting guests and things like that. And she came across you, and she said, oh, "Ken, this guy sounds really interesting. We need to have him on the show." Um, after I looked back through some of your background and some of your experience or anything, I said, "Oh my gosh, this this would be perfect." Because again, um, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about to let all, everyone that's listening know is one of the things that Chris is well-versed in among a whole host of things is really turning negative situations into positives. And, and as an entrepreneur or business owner, you know, it's inevitable. Negative things are going to happen. You have to be able to learn how to deal with those. It's just, a, it's just you know, frankly, just a part of life, no matter what your, your uh, profession is. So um, in the third segment, we're going to pick uh, Chris's brain and have him talk to us about some of his tips on how how to take that negative situation and turn it into a positive, which I know will be powerful for everyone. Um, with that all said, tell us a little bit about your journey, Chris. So how did you get to, you know, starting out, uh, you know, even in childhood, some people go back that far to talk about, you know, sort of what led them to um, sort of where they're at in their entrepreneurial journey and uh, you know, leading you into writing the book I go through. Sure. Um, so I was raised in Dayton, Ohio. And, uh, my mother was, um, a drug addict who eventually became a drug dealer. And when I was 10 years old, she, uh, she got arrested and sent to prison and which, uh, caused me and my two sisters, which were each about a year older than me, um, respectively, um, all of a sudden we, we got taken away to, to different, um, foster care, foster homes. Oh, wow. And, uh, and we were, we, we never lived under the same roof, uh, again. And, um, so for, for me and my journey, you know, um, I, I learned how to, to architect my own experiences, um, and adjust my perspective early on. Um, you know, both of my sisters became, uh, heavily addicted to drugs and, and uh, they, they had a very uh, rocky road as the result of their choices uh, to where I never went down that path. And, uh, and so one of the questions that's been asked to me a lot as an adult, I'm 52 years old, and uh, one of the questions that's been asked to me a lot as an adult is, how did you and your sisters, you know, you experienced the same things, you were raised with the same mother, you, you know, you stayed in the same city, you know, with foster care and all of these things. How come you made it out and they didn't? Mm-hmm. And and it all really comes down to perspective, and they choose they chose 
to to blame things on their childhood and their past and our mother. And I chose to give credit to my childhood and my past. Um, you know, it's it's what made me strong. It's what made me smart. It's what made me resilient. So, you know, we're both staring at the exact same thing sitting in the middle of the table. We're both, but we're just, the three of us were describing it differently. And, you know, we are the architect of our experiences. And, um, and so I would say first and foremost, you, you know, you have to choose. You know, do, do you want to, to find the worst in the situation or do you want to find the best in the situation? Because there's always both that's going to be offered to you. And just to give you an example, I have a very good friend of mine who yesterday was on the phone with me and he's, he's about to turn the big 4-0 this week and, and he was a little down. And he said, I just, I, I had all these things I wanted to accomplish in my life. And he said, I just don't feel like I've accomplished them. And, and I asked him, I said, why don't you tell me what you have accomplished? Yep. And he, he started listing those things. And I said, well, you know, you can either focus on the things you have accomplished or you can sit down and lament over the things you haven't. I said, the choice is 100% yours. And we all have a choice each and every day. And we're either going to turn it into expert power you know, or, or we're going to wallow in it, and it's our choice. No, I think you're exactly right. I mean, it's that proverbial, you know, silver lining in the cloud, and I, I strive to do that myself. And of course, I'm uh, I'm not always the best at it. There are times that the uh, the moment gets the best of me, but I really strive to be uh, think about things uh, from that perspective as well. You know, I I can think of it, it, even my first job out of college. Uh, I had a manager who was absolutely horrific, um, terrible, terrible, terrible manager. Um, but, um, using your mindset, uh, that you were just talking about, Chris, I, I used it to say, you know, what I'm going to learn from her, how to not manage people, right? Sure. And, you know, I gained that experience of, geez, I know how I received her, you know, terrible leadership and poor management and unfairness and all that kind of stuff. So I know how it made me feel. And I wanted to make sure that when I became a leader and when I became a manager, I would not treat people that way. So in an odd way, I think it, it actually helped form me and, and make me a better leader, manager, and things like that when I was able to you know, garner those opportunities. Absolutely. And all the foster homes that I lived in taught me how to not parent. Um, you know, we, we, we can learn what not to do just as easily as we can learn what to do. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and again, it's like you said, it's your perspective. And, I, I you know, my that situation I mentioned – I had an uncle who I was ready to leave. I'd been there for, I don't know, six, eight months, and I just hated my job. I mean, I actually liked my job, but I just hated going to work every day. And my uncle said, you know, you can't do that. You're at a great company. You can't let one person ruin your experience. And, and he sort of, you know, swung me around to that sort of mindset as well in that instance and saying, hey, what can you learn from the situation? What positive can you pull out of this? And, of course, in my 22-year-old uh, thinking I know everything, but really not knowing anything, I said, nothing, this is terrible. I mean, all I know is I hate going to work every day. And so, you know, we literally over dinner, he was like, okay, well, let's talk about this a little bit. And that's sort of, you know, he changed my perspective on that. And it definitely helped shape uh, my thoughts around situations like that going forward. Nothing can, will cripple an adult, their success, their future, their chances of succeeding. Nothing will cripple them faster than self-pity, and a sense of entitlement. Oh, that's powerful. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> Say that again, Chris. That, that, I love that. No, nothing will, will cripple an adult and, and hinder their chances for success more than the, these two things, and that is having a sense of entitlement, feeling like someone owes you something, and a spirit of self-pity. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. 
That is huge. If you look, you guys that are listening, if you get nothing out of the rest of the entire show, and I'm, you're, I'm sure you're going to, you need to remember that that those two things that is massively powerful. If you apply that in life, in business, in your career, in your personal life, in your marriage, and your you know uh, being a a, a, um, a father, mother. It's massively powerful, and I, I think, not to sound like uh, Archie Bunker here, but I think there's too many people in the world nowadays that don't realize those things and have a huge sense of entitlement, and therefore, uh, you know, we run into some issues there. Um, really good stuff. We're talking again with Chris Harris, who's author of I Go Through. Again, you can find that book out on Amazon. Um, really good book. Um, really cool uh, cover photo as well, I might add. Um, rejoin us after the break on B2B Radio. We're going to give the Mr. Biz tip of the week, and we'll continue talking about to Chris about his 25-plus years in doing close-quarters combat training. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to B2B Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus unlocks your capital and unleashes your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right. It's time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And uh, this one is a very important consideration. Beware of discounts. I know everyone likes to do that. Things aren't selling well. You discount them. And I'm not saying you never do that, but here's the thing that you need to guard against. Buyers will become addicted to discounts, but they're not addicted to free. So consider offering a free offer that adds value, builds loyalty, um, and they don't become addicted. Think of it this way. For those of you who have maybe a Kohl's department store around you, um, and for those of you who do, will know exactly where I'm going with this. Kohl's always has sales. Everything's for sale. If you ever bought something for a uh, regular price at a Kohl's department store, I would probably make fun of you um, in a very mean way, uh, not appropriately, uh, because they always, always, always offer discounts and they have Kohl's cash. And so you get money back when you buy and all that kind of stuff. So that's an example, a perfect example of I'm a buyer from Kohl's and I've become addicted to their discounts. I won't buy anything at regular price ever. There's no way. So that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week. Ken, can I uh, add to that? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So I, so I, I teach a two-day course on uh, selling and negotiating. And um, I can tell you that uh, one of the things that I teach regarding discounts is there's only three reasons you should ever give one. And because uh, discounts, it, they, not only do they weaken the offering, uh, the offering but they, they, they cheapen uh, everything mm-hmm. across the board. But the three reasons that I teach that you should only give a discount is, one, it's truly a competitive deal. 
and and the customer has shared with you, you know, what 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 you're up against, and it, and it really is competitive. Um, and the customer wants to go with you, but they need for you to be equal to. Um, secondly, and this is very important, and that is if the customer has shared with you, look, th- these are our mission parameters. This is our cap, and we can't exceed this number, and your offering is just a little higher than that. That's a legitimate reason to discuss a discount. And the third reason is to incentivize the customer moving up the purchasing process. Mm-hmm. So if it's something they were thinking about doing in 90 days or 60 days, but by incentivizing that with a discount in exchange for them buying now, that's a legitimate reason. Yeah, no, I think those are all great points. That's why, I was, you know, as I mentioned, I'm not saying you never do it, but yeah, I think there are definitely selective ways, and those those three you outlined, I think, are are definitely three of those instances where you know it would be an appropriate situation to to offer a discount. But yeah, I think it cheapens it, and again, like I said, you can get in a situation depending on your business. Let's say you're a retail retailer. You know that people again, as the Coles example I gave you, become they become addicted to it. You'll never sell anything at regular price because people say, "Oh, well, I know we'll give a discount. I know he's going to have a sale soon or whatnot." So, um, definitely important considerations there. So, I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm probably I'm sure you get asked about it a ton, but I find it fascinating. Um, so, Chris, one of one of the many again inter- interesting pieces of his background is for 25 years. He had a training studio where he taught close quarters combat. You got to tell so, us yeah, how did you get into so that? So actually, so actually, I trained uh, law enforcement, military, and the elite. And most of what I did, I actually did um, traveling to, oh, to their okay. locations and, and and their sites. Now, I did have a studio, that's true. But 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 the only thing I really did there was when I uh, trained um, when I trained civilians. But most of what I did was for law enforcement, military, and the elite. And um, and you know, combatives was was my livelihood for 25 years, and uh, but because it's a feast or famine business, and and because you're always waiting on the phone to to ring to get that next contract, and you know, you didn't know if a contract was going to last, you know, two weeks or three months, uh, you always had to find ways to supplement your cash flow, mm-hmm. and uh, that always kept me on my toes, and and it and it kept me as a kind of a serial entrepreneur. So you know, rather than sitting around and waiting for the phone ring for that next contract. Um, I was always uh, doing things to to keep cash flow, you know, steady. And uh, I think, you know, out of necessity, um, you know, I learned to be an, uh, an entrepreneur, and 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 I've had a, a very good career doing it. Yeah. Well, so how do you, how do you even get into that? How did you how did you get into that field? Um, so w- when I was eighteen, uh, I joined the military. Um, left high school, joined the military, uh, got in, uh, got into it straight away, and. I had already been training in martial arts um, pretty heavily um, prior to turning 18, so I had a real gift for it, had a real knack for it. And uh, after I got out of the military, I began um, basically as an independent contractor selling services back to um, certain groups. And and you know I just I had a real knack for it, and uh, and I was very passionate about it, and I was a career learner. So I, I actually, in 1993, created my own system of combatives that I specifically created for uh, the military and the elite. Um, you know, very simple, very practical. Less is more, less is better. Mm-hmm. Um, easy to remember, easy to retain. And uh, and that was the signature system that I taught for 25 years, up until just four years ago when I finally retired from that industry. Um, so and and now I'm now I'm in a full time uh, sales and negotiating career. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. So, well, first of all, thank you for your service to the country. I really appreciate that. My pleasure, truly. 
Um, and so, guys, look, I think it, I'm, I'm thinking back of, over the, uh, you know, hundreds, uh, well, hundreds, but uh, over 100 guests we've had on the show. And I, I think I can probably say with a fair amount of certainty that Chris is our big, biggest badass we've had on the show. So uh, I'm going to have to send you like a little one of those WWE belts or something like that, Chris, so you can, you know, probably display it. <laughs> biggest badass off of uh, B2B radio. In fact, Chris is such a badass, guys. Get this. When the boogeyman goes to sleep at night, you know what he does? He checks under his bed to see if Chris Harris is underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. All right. So that was really cheesy. That's I, I, was an old Chuck Norris joke, or you, know, you see those going around, going around all the time. But um, um, really cool stuff. So it's interesting how you, to me, I mean, you think about this entrepreneurial journey that you've been on. Um, you know, going from high school to the military to starting this this combat training and doing that for a you know significant amount of time, and now moving that into sales and negotiation. So, how did you? Uh, you know, we've got about two minutes left in the segment, but so how did you transition from from that you know combative uh, training into more sales and negotiation training? Well, for for you know, four years ago, uh, I got back from Saudi Arabia after being over there for a couple of months, and and you know, my wife said, "Hey, our our kids are teenagers now, and we really need to get you to do something that's going to keep you home uh, until they until they get out of high school and get into college." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to raise two teenagers on my own, and the problem is, is you can't do what I was doing for a living if you're not willing to travel constantly. Uh, uh, yes. You go to them; they don't come to us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I heard what my wife was saying loud and clear, and uh, she's always been my biggest fan, my biggest supporter, but she was right. And so uh, I had no idea what, what I was going to do, you know, what the starting over, you know, in your mid-40s look like. And I chose to get into sales. And uh, so I'm, I, I sell 3D printers, uh, large format production grade 3D printers to defense and aerospace and other companies. And the problem was, four years ago, I didn't even know what a 3D printer was, uh, let alone how to sell one. <laughs> wow. And so all of a sudden, I had to figure it out. And in, and in the last four, four and a half years, I've went from you know, sitting in a small cubicle, not knowing what a 3D printer was or how it works, to, to now being uh, top in the world um, in the industry for, for what I do. Oh, wow. So you, know, you, you put your head down, you do the work, and, and, and you figure it out. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing story. Um, very inspirational as well. Um, look, again, we're talking this week, guys, with Chris Harris, author of the book I Go Through. You can find that the, the Kindle, the Audible version, as well as obviously the paperback on uh, at our good friends uh, at Amazon. Um, and uh, what else am I going to say? So we're up against a break here. We're going to pay some bills. We'll come back, continue talking with Chris, and we're gonna, he's going to tell us how to turn negatives into positives. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at 
Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. Check out both of Mr. Business National best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And again, this week we're talking with Mr. Chris Harris, author of the book I Go Through. Again, you can find that on Amazon, of course. Um, and so we've talked in the first couple of segments about sort of um, Chris's journey and uh, fascinating journey and how he's re- had to reinvent himself a couple of different times um, during his career. And now we're going to go right into his, you know, right in his wheelhouse here and talk about, um, especially as you shared with us in the first segment about, you know, the, the difficult situation you faced as a, as a young boy. Um, I'm, so I'm sure that leads into some of this. But give us, um, as entrepreneurs, business owners, we're all faced with negative situations. Frankly, again, everyone at some point or another faces some negative situations. It's just a way, a way of life, unfortunately. How do we give us some tips on how do we can turn those situations from a negative into a positive? Well, the first thing that, for me, the first thing you have to do is don't label it as negative and, and don't, don't label it as positive. It, look, it's adversity. It's a challenge. Um, and we've yet to determine whether it's going to be negative or positive. The, it, you know, it's, there's a saying, be, beware of the road that's not littered with obstacles. It probably doesn't lead anywhere. And so, you know, if, if you're out there and you're taking risks, you're, you're making transitions, um, you're going to be faced with obstacles and challenges on a consistent basis. And, and if you're not being faced with obstacles and challenges on a consistent basis, you, you probably didn't choose the right career field because mm-hmm. anything that's worth having is going to have a lot of people involved that are all trying to do the same thing you are. If you're the only one out there trying to do it, um, you might need to rethink it. Mm-hmm. So uh, any, any, anything that is really worth having, you know, the, the hyenas are going to be circling the kill. And so I would say this, um, you know, anytime we're faced with, with adversity, let's just consider it a big 10 foot wall that's standing between us and where we want to go. We, we can either go through the wall or we can just turn around and hightail it and go the other way, or we can look for shortcuts. Let's go over it. Let's go around it. Uh, we, so we can look for shortcuts. We can go the other way, or we can just put our head down and say, I'm going through this puppy. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that if you go through the wall, and if you do the work and if you pay the price, on the other side of that experience is true expert power. And once you earn expert power by going through the wall of adversity, it's yours for life. No one can take it from you. No one can steal it from you. And having experiential expert power in a certain, from, a, from an experience, from something that you chose to face head on, now all of a sudden you have real life equity. And that's the kind of stuff that gets you to where you want to be. Again, powerful stuff. I think it's it's absolutely spot on. I, I know my, even myself, I look back at some things, some different things that I've uh, been able to accomplish or you know overcome in my life. And I've I, one in particular that was I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Um, I used to be a competitive powerlifter, and I was I was cutting weight for a competition, and it wasn't even about how much weight I had lifted or anything like that, but it was such a difficult situation and, and 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 required so much from me that I knew once I was successful with that I looked back and said man this the adversity that I faced in this whole training cycle things like that um and specifically in the last 24 hours trying to get my weight down to where I needed to have it for 
for the Nationals. I knew having gone through that, having run through that, gosh, what can't I do, right? If you put your mind to it, what can you not do? So I think, you know, I definitely relate to exactly what you said about having that experience and garnering that expert power, gaining that expert power from that experience. Well, and, and Ken, it, there's two types of adversity. There's the kind that life just throws at us. That's the random stuff. That's the unsolicited stuff. But then there's intentional adversity. So, for example, if you decided that you want to become a power lifter and you want to compete on, on, a, on an elite level, well, you are now welcoming intentional adversity. You know that it's going to come your way. You're, you're going to have strained joints. You're, you're going to have to consume X amount of calories a day. You're going to have to train until you bleed. And so you're welcoming it. You're, you're inviting it into your home because you want to be a better version of yourself. It's the same thing for someone that says, I think I'm going to step out. You know, I've been working for this company for 20 years. You know, I've got benefits. I'm, I'm vested. I've got a steady salary. But I have no soul. I'm just miserable. Mm-hmm. I, you know, every day it takes everything I've, I've got just to, to get out of bed and to go do this job. That It doesn't fulfill me in the least bit. And so here this person is, and they're faced with this, do I, do I take the risk and follow my dream and leave security, you know, leave stability? What do I do? And because, you know, what happens is we get to the place to where we begin to sell, we, we begin to sell our time to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. And even if it's fulfilling, whether it's fulfilling or not. And so, you know, on one hand, transition comes at great cost and great risk. And if we, and if we decide to make that move, that's intentional adversity. We're bringing it on and we're putting our hands up and say, give me your best. I'm all in. And, or you can stay in the comfort zone. And that's fine, too. But you've got to understand, nothing grows in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we decide to step out and, and start a business or, you know, to, to increase our business or to bring on more employees and, you know, enter new territories, whatever it is we're doing, we're inviting adversity. So don't be surprised when, it, when it's knocking at your door. And don't look at it, at it as negative. It's part of the equation. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And it's funny you say that. If my kids heard you say that, they would have probably roll their eyes at you just like they roll their eyes at me every time I say that. Uh, <laughs> um, it, but it's so true. It's absolutely so true. And one of the things I, I push people to say is if you look at times in your life, and depending how old you are, you might only have one or two of these. And if you're maybe a little more seasoned like myself or Chris, you might have you know three or four of these. But point being, they're, they're limited amount of these times when you actually, in life, push all your chips into the middle of the table. Like not saying, ah, you know, I'd really like to do that. No, I'm not talking about that kind of commitment. I'm talking about I'm going to do this. Come hell or high water, I'm going to get there. And if you look back at those instances in your life, how many times did you fail? How many times were you unsuccessful? I'm willing to bet you that it's almost never if ever. And my my reasoning for that is because you have committed to that. Now, was it easy? Did it go exactly as you planned? Probably not, right? Probably a lot of adversity. But the reason you were successful is you never gave up. You had that goal in mind and you said, I'm going to get there no matter what. Yes, um, I'm going into powerlifting and I, you know, I, I, I tore my pec. True story. How the heck are you going to be successful with that? It's just a bump in the road. I still got my eyes on the prize. I'm still going to get to the, the goals I have in this sport. Um, I'll, I'll figure out a way around it. And so I think if everyone has that in them, but I think not enough people realize they have that in them. You know, Warren Buffett, uh, gave some advice once and I, and, and I read it. I didn't hear him say it, but I read it. 
and it was some brilliant advice. And he was being interviewed by someone who said, if you could attribute your success to any one thing, any one principle, what would it be? And here's what he said. He said, when everybody was getting on the bandwagon, I was getting off. And when everybody got off the bandwagon, I was getting on. Interesting. Interesting. Adversity. Yeah. 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 People get faced with it and they, they take off. Yeah. Running towards the fire. Every, as opposed every, to every, every, everybody wants to have a podcast, but how many people are willing to do the work and build an audience from scratch? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Gosh, I, we're unfortunately about out of time here. I, I, I think I could talk about this stuff with you for, for days, honestly, Chris. We might have to have you on again to, to delve into this a little bit deeper. Before we leave, I do want to mention, I know you had mentioned you, do, you now do some uh, sales and negotiating training. How can people find out more yeah. about that? Uh, just go to igothrough.com. Okay. And, and through, by the way, is T-H-R-U. Gotcha. Okay, igothrough.com. All right, perfect, perfect. Well, Chris, thank you very much again. Chris Harris, author of I Go Through. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Great stuff. My pleasure. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. You can find them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Um, have a great week, and don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They have been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951. 